What's up, everyone, and welcome to Get Good. I'm Lindsay, or if you're finding me from Twitch, I'm Dr. Hops. Today, we'll be talking about a gamer's worst nightmare, carpal tunnel. What is it? Why does it matter? And the basics of how to avoid it. If you're ready, let's hop to it. So our last episode talked about gaming and social skills, and I actually got a lot of agreement from people when they listened. I was actually surprised, and I even got a new topic to discuss in a future episode from hearing some feedback. Stay tuned. But for now, we got to talk about this beast called Carpal Tunnel. So let's start out with the basics. This episode falls into the category of physical wellness. So what even is carpal tunnel? Most people say they have carpal tunnel and medical professionals, especially those in the therapy world are just like, well, yeah, of course you have a carpal tunnel. What about it? See, the carpal tunnel is actually an anatomical location in the body. It's in your wrist. If you flip your palm over so it's facing up and you look at that side of your wrist, that's where the carpal tunnel is. The word carpal literally means wrist. The carpal tunnel is a passageway from the wrist into the hand because in the medical world, those two places are separate even though most people kind of lump them together. This passageway is made up of tendons, a nerve, and some ligaments. What people are actually referring to is something called carpal tunnel syndrome. Emphasis on the word syndrome which means a group of symptoms that frequently come around together that represent a certain condition. For example, if you've got a cough, runny nose, and fever, those are symptoms of some type of virus that requires specific tests, like some nasal swabs, to figure out which one it is since they all look pretty similar. The symptoms of carpal tunnel syndrome are a result of compression or squishing, of the stuff that's inside the tunnel itself. Let's talk about what's all in there and the tests that go along with figuring out if someone has it or not. So the tendons in there are called flexor tendons and they do a motion called flexion at the wrist and fingers, which is the direction that makes your wrist and hand curl in, like you're gonna make a fist. The roof of the carpal tunnel is made up of something called the transverse carpal ligament. Transverse means something is crossing over something else. A ligament is a strong band of tissue that connects two bones or cartilages or it holds together a joint. If you ever heard someone say they sprained their ankle, it means they overstretched one of the ligaments that hold together the ankle joint. Now, on a complete side note, if you ever hear someone say they've strained something, It means they've overstretched it to the point where it's torn. There are different degrees of both sprains and strains, which correlates to the degree of damage or stretch. Some people use sprain and strain as the same thing, but they're actually very different. That's just kind of my soapbox. But moving back to our topic, the transverse carpal ligament 
that makes up the roof of the carpal tunnel is pretty rigid, meaning there isn't a lot of room for stretch in there. So we've got tendons squished up in there, and the bottom of the carpal tunnel is formed by the carpal bones, or the wrist bones. They're tiny bones that you can actually feel and differentiate in your wrist. They got names that honestly sound like zodiac terms, and they glide along each other, and even have specific blood supplies. We can talk about them some other time if you really want to. But finally, we have our main attraction. The source of almost all of the lovely symptoms that accompany carpal tunnel syndrome. It's called the median nerve. What is this thing that causes so much havoc? Well, let's talk about it. As we all know, nerves make up our body. They're what make our muscles twitch how we want so we can move how we want. In your arm, you have three main nerves that come from the nerve roots that start all the way up at the spinal cord in your neck. That's important for later. Remember, these nerve roots are at your neck and they form the nerves that go down into your arm. Kind of important. Those roots come together to form the three main nerves that fuel all the muscles in your arm and the hand with the main branches and all of their smaller branches. Fun fact, there are roughly 37 miles of nerves in the human body. The three nerves in the arm are the ulnar nerve, median nerve, and radial nerve. They got some pretty specific distributions, meaning that each nerve fuels a specific part of the arm and hand. Your ulnar nerve is primarily on the inside of your arm and into your pinky ring fingers. The median nerve is the outer part of your arm, plus the thumb, pointer finger, and fun finger. The radial nerve is the entire back of the arm and hand. The median nerve is the one we're focusing on here because it actually goes into and through the carpal tunnel at your wrist to fuel the muscles in your hand. If there's squishing going on in there, you can get some creepy symptoms like numbness, tingling, even shooting pain around your wrist and hand. Nerves get on everyone's nerves, so if a nerve isn't happy, you're going to know about it. The most common things I hear when patients come in with nerve stuff is numbness, tingling, and in the event of real nerve compression, where there isn't just irritation, meaning something's just angry or inflamed, but the nerve is actually getting squished to the point that it's not letting the impulses through, sometimes they tell me that muscles stop working. It's pretty obvious in your hand because it's such a small area that any little bit of compression can really do a number. So you can imagine that for gamers, this is really concerning because their grip strength, click speed, typing speed, and overall wrist and hand endurance will all suffer. It's kind of a mess. So now that you know what's going on in the carpal tunnel itself, the next thing to think about is why it happens. Most of the people in RuneScape make fun of carpal tunnel, saying that you got to watch out for it when you're being really sweaty. The thing is, they're actually right. One of the most common causes of carpal tunnel syndrome is repetitive overuse. We talked a little earlier about the muscles that hang out in there being responsible for the motion of flexion, meaning bringing your fingers towards your palm like you're going to make a fist. 
That's literally the same motion as clicking a mouse. Think about it. Do that enough times while not paying attention to how you're sitting and your overall posture, and you've got a recipe for weird forces and tensions on your arm and wrist. Sounds like a recipe for disaster. Poor upper body posture and repetitive clicking are a dangerous combination when it comes to the carpal tunnel. Yes, this is the part that's in every episode where you slowly try to sit up straighter and swear under your breath at me. I get it. Really, I do. Now, there are other causes of carpal tunnel syndrome too, but they're less common overall. There are things that impact hormonal, neural, and blood integrity like pregnancy, rheumatoid arthritis, and diabetes. And we can't forget about genetics either. That always plays a role. But overall, the most common reason why people develop carpal tunnel syndrome is because of poor upper body posture and repetitive overuse. So now that we've talked about what the carpal tunnel is, the types of things people experience with it, and what causes it, it's time to talk about the few main tests that help healthcare providers determine what's going on. From a literal medical point of view, the only way to truly determine if there's compression going on is to do something called an EMG, or an electromyogram, which is something that measures how your nerves are actually firing. Since most people don't have thousands of dollars worth of equipment handy, most of the time people just keep track of their symptoms and monitor if they're noticing any changes in their ability to grip things or use their hand. A pretty common test that most people can do, including healthcare providers, is something called Tinell's test, which is literally just tapping on the carpal tunnel itself. You flip your hand over so your palm's facing up, then tap on your wrist on the thumb half of it. If it doesn't feel the best, you might have something going on in there. If you got some of the symptoms we've talked about and tapping on that area reproduces them, you might want to talk to a doctor and slash or a physical therapist about what to do. Okay, so now we talked about what the carpal tunnel is, what's in it, what the syndrome feels like, why people get it, and how to test for it. We made it to the best part now, what to do about it. We talked in an earlier episode about the most optimal position to sit at your gaming station, but let's hit the highlights that are pertinent to this topic today. The links to the sources for the info I'm talking about are also in the previous episode, so feel free to check those out. So when it comes to upper body stuff, It's not about how straight up you're sitting or arching your back or anything like that. I always, always talk about the concept of neutral, which is different for everyone. Neutral meaning somewhere in the middle. Not too far one direction or the other. Not arching your back too far one way or the other. Looking too far up or down. Leaning too far one way or the other. Just finding your center wherever that may be. And whatever that position is, if your body has the endurance to maintain it, it doesn't matter if it's quote-unquote good posture or not. It matters that your body is cool with the position and it doesn't make you uncomfortable. As long as you find that place, no matter what the fitness weirdos say, you're good. Now, 
usually ergonomics fits in pretty well with that whole neutral concept. With your arm, you don't want it too stretched out, so you're in a prolonged state of reaching in front of you. And you also don't want it to be too close so that your elbow is all bent and you're shrugging and and it's just all cramped up on you. A comfy distance is having your elbow slightly in front of your body and supported either on the arm of your chair, if you've got a controller, or on the desk your mouse is sitting on if you play PC. The more support, the better. Because that nerve we were talking about, the median nerve, stems from the nerve roots at your neck, we have to take that into consideration too. Make sure you're not looking down at your screen or up. You want the center of your screen, or screens, plural, if you have a dual monitor setup like me, to be directly at eye level. If you do have a dual monitor setup, make sure your monitors are equidistant from each other meaning one monitor isn't all the way to one side while your other one is either right in front of you or all the way on the other side. I don't really know why that would even be a thing, but I've seen some weird setups in my career. I can work with a lot, but monitor shenanigans are by far the hardest to mess with. So make sure your monitor setup is looking good before making any other changes if you're concerned about your posture from the waist up. And finally, take a look at your wrist, the center of attention here. Let's talk to the PC peeps first. The biggest thing to think about here is the size of your wrist guard on your mouse pad if you have one, compared to the size of your mouse. For example, if you have a mouse pad with a tiny wrist guard, but your mouse is bigger than it needs to be, you're going to inevitably be positioning your wrist pointing upwards or into extension. If you go ahead and do that motion, you can see it stretches out the other side of the wrist, right where the carpal tunnel is. Not a good combo. But if you have a tiny mouse with a bigger wrist guard on your mouse pad, then you have the opposite problem, where your wrist is constantly flexed downwards, which makes that area more squished. You can also extrapolate this concept out for if you don't have any mouse pad or wrist guard at all. Just take a look at the position of your wrist in relation to your mouse. It takes some trial and error to figure out how your wrist and hand is going to be able to be situated on your desk and with your mouse. Now, it's important to say here that we're talking about the extremes of movement. The gold standard for wrist position at a desk is 20 degrees of extension meaning just a little bit of an angle backwards, which is pretty achievable whether you're a console or a PC player. In another previous episode, we talked about which is better for overall posture, PC or console. And my vote went to PC because of all the overall pros and cons of each from a musculoskeletal standpoint. But from a purely wrist and hand standpoint, console peeps... Let's talk to you next. I'm still going with PC. I'm sorry, but it's just, it's so much easier to find a neutral position with your hand on a mouse compared to a controller. If you got a controller by you, go ahead and pick it up. You'll notice your thumbs are a little extended and your wrist is angled a little to the side. That's a whole nother can of worms we won't even get into with that positioning. 
but with a mouse, it's always easy to come back to the middle of the road, even if you're moving side to side. Now, I will say there are some weird mouse pads out there. The world of anime has produced some very interesting mouse pads with some very interesting wrist guards. With, how can I say it, custom things like that? I can't exactly comment on how they impact your wrist position, but like I said, it takes some trial and error to figure out what's right for you. So now that we talked about posture until we're blue in the face, let's talk about some things you can do other than reposition or obsess over your posture to help prevent carpal tunnel syndrome. And console peeps, I'm still definitely talking to you, but this goes for anyone that games. I mentioned earlier, RuneScape is famous for the jokes about carpal tunnel because we wear our game time as a badge of honor. Six hour logged? Imagine. But it's still a badge of honor. It means you're grinding the way you should be, but your wrist might not see it that way. I recommend every 30 minutes to do some wrist stretches and my favorite posture exercise that we talked about way in the beginning of this podcast, shoulder blade squeezes. The stretches are really easy and you can do them in five minutes or less. So minimal XP waste. You can even do them now. With one hand, push your hand so that your fingers point down. You'll feel a stretch on the top of your wrist, maybe your forearm if you're really tight. Hold it for about five seconds. Five real seconds. I mean like one, one thousand, two, one thousand, no skimping. Then, Push your hand so your fingers point up. You'll feel a stretch on the underside of your wrist. Finally, rotate your wrists 10 times one way, then 10 times the other way. And yes, it's okay if you hear some cracking and popping. Like we talked about before, the wrist is a tiny area with a lot going on. Things are going to bump and grind. Then, follow that up with some shoulder blade squeezes. Yes, I caught you slouching again. <laughs> Sit up a little straighter and squeeze your shoulder blades together so you can open up your chest and get those posture muscles woken up. Literally doable in less than five minutes and can help you keep your neck, shoulders, and wrists healthy. You got this. So, has your opinion of carpal tunnel changed? What's your experience been with it over your years of gaming? Are you going to switch anything up after listening? Let me know. And if you have a question about something we talked about in this episode, or you just want to talk about it, find me in chat on Twitch or send me a DM on Twitch or Twitter, and it'll get answered in the next episode. If you're ready to start working with me, you can get started right from my homepage or take a look at some of my signature programs like Level Up My Setup to keep your battle station healthy so you can keep gaming longer. Check it all out at thewellnessincentive.com. Tune in next episode for more tips and tricks to get good. Thanks for hopping by, and I'll see you next time.